In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> well, a merry, merry, merry Christmas to you all. I hope that you all had a wonderful couple of days, that you're worn out here this morning for all of the right reasons, and that that sweet sound of silent night is still ringing in your ears. I hope that you've had some nice time with some family and friends. But maybe, just maybe, you're a little bit like Mark Twain, who once said, the more time I spend with my family, the more I like my dog. <laughs> and so if you're feeling totally burnt, run down, desolate, and blue on this, the day after Christmas, well, then I'm even more glad that you're here, because today, we get to hear what I just read, the Christmas story from the Gospel of John. It's a thing of beauty, and it couldn't be any more different than the version you see put on display on Christmas pageants, and yet it's the same story. The poetry of John's version just takes a giant step back and reveals that this baby born in a manger that we talk so much about on Christmas Day, that is the God who created everything, even time itself, even you and me. As we get older, I hate to say the charm and the wonder of Christmas can tend to wear off just a little bit. If we're lucky, we get to relive that through uh, the eyes of someone else's child or maybe our own child for just a few moments, that wonder, that majesty. But Christmas seems to pass quicker and quicker with each year and every graying hair. This is a sad reality, at least it certainly is for me. And so reading John's account of Jesus' birth is a powerful way for me to snap back into that magic of Christmas Day. Because it reminds me that it's not just about a baby it's not, Christmas is not just about some wise men off in some distant foreign land. The Christmas story, it's a story about everything and everyone. It's about the God who created you coming into the world to save you. It's about your desperate need to be saved and that need of each and every one of us being met very specifically with grace upon grace, with the grace upon grace of a little baby who would become our crucified Lord. This is the story about who we are and who God is. And it's a great story because all of us have our days or have our moments or our years even when we look at ourselves in the mirror and we don't really truly recognize ourselves. Maybe it's your appearance, maybe it's your mistakes, maybe it's your marriage or your career, but you look at yourself in that mirror and you think, how did I get here? How in the world am I going to get out of this? Who am I and what am I supposed to do? One of the reasons that we find ourselves in front of that mirror is that the expectations of the world or our families or ourselves, they haven't lined up very nicely with the true realities of our lives, with the face staring back at us in the mirror. 
Or another way of saying that is that the story we thought that we were living in or the story we desperately wanted to be a part of, well, that's not the story that we find ourselves in. But all of those stories that we tell ourselves or that we see in the Christmas movies that I do truly love or what the folks on Fox or MSNBC tell us, they're not true stories. Or at least they're not the complete true story. But the Christmas story, the real Christmas story, that's a true story. And it's your story. Because it's the story of everything and everyone. The story of everything is a story about all that there is. The story that the people of God have been telling one another from the beginning of time. The story of the God who elected Abraham and his children and who raised Jesus of Nazareth from the grave. The story of the God who made everything that isn't God. There is God and there's not God. And that's all that there is. The scope and the breadth and the width of this story truly, truly can't be overestimated. It's a story about everything. It's a story about you. Even this little baby that we're about to baptize in a few moments. It's a story about him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. All things. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. There are two things that I want you to hear and get out of this short sermon on December 26. And the first is that the Christmas story isn't just a story that we think about or talk about after Thanksgiving. It's a story about absolutely everything, even you and me. And the second is that the Christmas story is a ridiculous and absurd story. What I mean with this second point is that everything that you and I and everyone has ever thought about God on our own is wrong. The instincts that we have about God, they're simply wrong. This is what John means when he writes at the end of the passage, the law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. When we say, I think God is like fill in the blank. When we come up with our own ideas and our own understandings of who God is, we're simply always wrong. We either see God as some distant, mysterious force way out there in the universe, or we think, we think up this vision of a closer version of God who's closely watching you like a mean taskmaster 
who may or may not be displeased with your actions. And this second one, this is a really common version of God that comes to mind because even if we don't use the language of God, we're all striving to please someone or some standard with our own actions, and more often than not, we come up short. And so it makes sense that this is the image that we come up with on our own about God. But here in the Gospel of John, in the true Christmas story, we see who God really is. We get a revelation of who God truly is, a true revelation, a vision unlike anything that we could have ever expected, of God being revealed to us in Jesus Christ, in that little baby, full of grace and full of truth. This is the wonderful and ridiculous and unexpected thing about Christmas that God comes close, very, very close to us, but not as some taskmaster, but with grace and with mercy. God comes close, very close to us, not to judge, but to love and to save. I'm going to close this short sermon by doing something I try to never do, and that's by reading from a poem. I'm going to do it for two reasons. One, I'm a little bit tired, and this poem simply does a better job of saying what I've been trying to say for the past five or ten minutes. And the second is that it does so by presenting the expectations, the vision that we have of God, and then quickly contradicting them by quickly revealing to us the ridiculous and yet true nature of God and His grace upon grace for us all. That grace that we think about on Christmas, on every day, the grace that reveals to us who God truly is and that we aren't the object of His discipline, but we're the object of His love and His mercy. It's a Christmas poem called Descent by a man named Malcolm Gite. So try and listen. They sought to soar into the skies, those classic gods of high renown. For lofty pride aspires to rise, but you came down. You dropped down from the mountains sheer, forsook the eagle for the dove. The other gods demanded fear, but you gave love. Where chiseled marble seemed to freeze their abstract and perfected form, compassion brought you to your knees. Your blood was warm. They called for blood and sacrifice. Their victims on an altar bled. When no one else could pay the price, you died instead. They towered above our mortal plane, dismissed this restless flesh with scorn, aloof from birth and death and pain, but you 
were born. Born to these burdens, born by all, born with us all astride the grave, weak to be with us when we fall, and strong to save. That's the Christmas story. That's your story. That's the story about everything and everyone. Merry Christmas and amen.